Welcome to Inspired by Faith, a program of the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference. I'm Emily Jaminette, and I'm joined each program in studio with my dear friend, Michelle Fanley. This is a show to help you to be inspired by our Catholic faith, live out the gospel message, and deepen your relationship with Jesus Christ. We hope that this show provides you an uplifting 30 minutes to help refresh your soul and strengthen your faith. As it was born out of our friendship, we hope it encourages you to deepen and develop spiritual friendships with your sisters in Christ. Hi, Michelle. Hello, Emily. It's so great to be back here in the studio. It is. You know, I love the title of this podcast, Inspired by Faith, because every time we leave, we are inspired by the faith of our guests and what they're doing in the vineyard of the Lord and the amazing people we have met on this journey. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. The the work that so many people are doing, I think this society, we kind of get, you know, you get down on life and that things are not good for the church, but there's so many people striving and doing amazing things in our church today. Yep, and we get to spend time with them. So if you haven't listened to our past episodes, I definitely encourage you to listen to this one and just move on back because we've met some amazing people. Well, I'm excited about today's topic, spiritual direction. This is a hot topic, I feel like, in just um, Catholic circles and and recently, actually, with some of my um, Christian friends as well. We've been talking about the need to have someone accompany us spiritually. So our guest today is Deanna G. Bartolini. She's a certified spiritual director, writer, speaker, and content creator. She is the founder of the LiveNotLukewarm.com online community, a place to inform, engage, and inspire your Catholic faith through live interactive through live interactive faith studies. She's also the host of the weekly Not Lukewarm podcast. She's served at the Diocese of Palm Beach, Florida since 1985 in both paid and volunteered positions in the area of religious education, youth ministry, and stewardship. She's the author of Invite the Holy Spirit into Your Life, Growing in Love, Joy, Peace, Patient, Kindness, Goodness, Faithfulness, Gentleness, and Self-Control. Deanna loves to teaching about Catholicism and how it fits into our daily lives. She is married to Deacon John, and they have two married children. Welcome, welcome, Deanna. Thank you, Emily and Michelle. I am very happy to be with both of you today. Well, it's really, um, it's so much fun to read someone's bio, especially yours. I'm, I'm just encouraged and inspired just going through it as you you shared a lot about, you know, many of the accomplishments you've had, but I'd love for our listeners to learn a little bit more about your faith journey. When you encountered your faith, um, for example, are you a convert? Are you a cradle Catholic? And when did your faith become such a priority as it is now? So I am a cradle Catholic, so born and raised. Uh, right in the middle of Vatican II. So if you want to do that math, you can do that. Um, you can figure out how old I am. <laughs> but um, So it was an interesting time to be Catholic. Um, I went to Catholic uh, grammar school and then Catholic high school. And I would say really, like middle school, even though it wasn't called middle school, but late elementary school is really when I caught that fervor of Catholicism in all of its quirkiness when you're in middle school, because you're so weird when you're in middle school anyway. You're just so odd. Um, And so I really became in love with my faith through action, through working with others. So like we had like a summer camp program, and so I would help in that. And then I joined the folk group. I played the guitar, not so well, 
Um, I sang even less well, but I got I got better on the guitar playing. I still can't sing. Um, and so I did that for a while. And then in high school, I went to Catholic high school, and I grew up with all Franciscans, so Franciscan priests at the parish where I was raised and where I got married, where I met my husband, actually, and then also Franciscan brothers at the school that I went to for high school. And I loved Franciscans. I loved their spirituality, their simplicity, and started, like, I got on the retreat team, and just uh, being able to talk to other people about the faith um, was really amazing to me. I will say, though, that as a high school student, I knew everything, and I was pretty sure I could tell everyone what they needed to do with their life in terms of faith. Thankfully, I'm not like that anymore. That's a really bad quality in a spiritual director. <laughs> well, I'm, Michelle and I were chuckling because we both have middle schoolers and high schoolers and college kids. So we don't, we both agree that there's some those awkward stages um, in our journey. But But wow, what a gift that you have been pursuing you know, that your faith life for many, many years. And, um, you know, maybe share, you know, where, where, where are your convictions now? Where do you feel called um, in the kingdom with the type of work that you're doing now? I really believe that spiritual direction is an answer to so many people's needs, not to simplify people's struggles or trials in life, but I have found in my own life and in the, in the lives of people that I talk with and pray with, that when we are right with God, when I say right with God, I don't, yes, I mean free from mortal sin and all that, but I mean right with Him in the sense that I know who He is, I know who I am in relation to Him, right? When we have that consistency with Him, when that's going well, the rest of our life is going to be more in sync. Um, it just seems to they fall into place as if, following Jesus means your life becomes a very easy road. It doesn't, but it means that when times are tough, you have a place, you have a person to go to. And so I think that's really where my heart lies, is to give people a deep, to have a deep prayer life, to know how to pray, to have a love of Scripture, not just intellectually, because I think it is important to know things about our faith and to know things about Scripture and what they mean, but also how does it affect your life all the time? Like the title of your podcast is Inspired by Faith, right? And that's the point, that we be inspired by our faith to live it out. Amen. So for someone who this is a totally foreign concept, so can you tell us exactly what spiritual direction is and what it is not, right? So maybe they're thinking it's like a counseling session, but what, what exactly is spiritual direction? All right. So spiritual direction is when you come to a person, and I think it's important the person be trained and have some knowledge about what they're doing. But the, you go to a person and you speak about your spiritual life. Where do you see the Holy Spirit moving? Where do you see God calling you? Where is he stretching you? Where is he asking you to step forward or step back? And the person who you talk to, the spiritual director, does not have a vested interest in the outcome of your decisions. So, for example, you, Michelle, and Emily are good friends. You can talk to each other about spiritual things all the time, and I'm sure you do. But sometimes you may have an interest in what the decision is, 
right, of, of what either one or both of you decide to do. Whereas a spiritual director, they care about you as a person, of course, but they have no interest in whether or not you continue with XYZ program or read a certain book. You know what I'm saying? Does that, does that make sense? Yes. Okay. I think it's really refreshing too. Maybe um, as you're, all right, I'll let you keep talking, but as you're talking yeah. about this, like what, how it relates to counseling, right? Because everyone, as Christians, we're always running to counseling, you know, but this is getting to the core of our faith life. Right. I think to the difference between spiritual direction and counseling, well, first of all, I don't tell people what to do. That is not what a director, a spiritual director does. So that's sort of a little bit of a misnomer. But in counseling, oftentimes you're going to solve a problem, okay? Um, you and your husband are having marital difficulties because, you know, your mother-in-law moved in, or you're having financial problems, or, you know, you can't get along with your children, or something like that. So there's a specific problem, right? With spiritual direction, it's not that there's a problem. It's that you want to know your creator better, and you want to understand who you are better and what your purpose is better. So you can go to spiritual direction for your entire life, not because you have a problem, but because you want to maintain that close relationship with God, and that's one way that you do it. Amen. That is. And now who would you recommend spiritual director for? Someone might say, well, I'm just a mom, right? I don't, I don't need, I'm not making big decisions for the church. Do I need spiritual direction? So I, I actually did a little research, right? So who needs spiritual direction? So Pope Benedict, our, our former now deceased Pope, um, said that all Christians who want to live out their baptismal call, and I'm slightly paraphrasing, uh, want, who want to have new life in Christ, those are people who would go to spiritual direction. So if you are a mom, think about the most important thing you're doing is raising your children in the faith. That is a huge baptismal call, right? That, that, that we live out our faith. That's what our baptism asks us to do. And so really, if you are involved with helping other people learn about who God is, if you are involved in growing your own faith, which of course you are, then spiritual direction can be for you. It might look a little differently from it does than someone who's a single person who works in a church, right? So like, it's not going to look the same for every person. It's not one size fits all. It's tailored to, to you and in your vocation and your station in life. But it certainly is going to help all of us, no matter where we are in our life and in our faith journey. Well, and I think some of the misconceptions is that only a priest can be a spiritual director. And a lot of times, you know that feeling when you're standing in the confession line and it just continues and continues and you don't get to go to confession because, you know, and so sometimes it's like, is that where you go to spiritual direction or how do you how do you get that? So I'd love to learn more about how lay people are trained and what your training look like. And, you know, do you have, you know, for example, you know, do you hold certain things confidential or, you know, is it, can it go on social media? What your client said, <laughs> maybe talk a little bit about some of those things. So, okay. Um, can, a, can only a priest be a spiritual director? And the answer is obviously it's, it's no. Um, and also you will find that many priests don't want to be a spiritual director. Either they don't have the time 
or they don't have the training or it just isn't their personality, right? Because I think oftentimes we ask, we ask priests to do so much and they're not good at everything. Ordination, the, the, the sacrament of holy orders is not magic. It doesn't make you someone you're not, right? It doesn't change who you are fundamentally as a person in terms of the things that you're good at or not good at. So like if you're bad at math, when you ordained a priest, you don't all of a sudden become good at math, right? So that's, that's something that I, I think we should need to consider. But in terms of training, so there are many places that you can get training, and some are certifications and some are uh, degrees. So you can get a bachelor's or a master's degree. I, when I researched my program, I did not want a degree uh, because I already have two master's degrees. And I say that not, to, not as a bragging way, but just to think, who needs three? Like, at that point, you either go get a PhD or you stop. You know, that's sort of where I, what I was feeling. So I have a, sort of a certificate, and the school that I went to is called the Seneca of Our Lady of Divine Providence School of Spiritual Direction. And it's actually in Clearwater, not Clearwater. Oh my gosh, yes, it is Clearwater, sorry, Florida. This is on the west coast of Florida. And it's in association also with Franciscan University of Steubenville. And so our program, uh, it's you go three times for 15 days to the center. And then in between, you do the spiritual exercises in St. Ignatius. And then you also do a practicum where you are supervised with a mentor uh, and you do spiritual direction with someone who really must like you a lot to, to do that because it's pretty intense, I will say that, um, because rather than meeting monthly, you meet every week uh, and, and do the spiritual direction for four months every week um, as your practicum. I think it's important to be trained because this way you know what the parameters are for spiritual direction. And Emily, you mentioned confidentiality, and everything that people say to me in direction is confidential. I, like, for example, if I don't, I don't tell my husband who I see for spiritual direction. It's just, not, it's not his business. Um, it's not that it's a secret, but it's not his business. I don't even tell him what goes on, just to give you an idea of how important confidentiality is. I certainly don't post anything on social media. <laughs> uh, you know, that, that would totally go against confidentiality as well. Um, and I don't tell anyone who comes to me in general. So, like, if people want to say, oh, Diana is my spiritual director, that's fine. But I would never say, oh, so-and-so comes to me for spiritual direction. That's, it's just not ethical. Um, sort of, I think in, the, in that regard, it is similar to a counselor or a therapist. Um, what else? What else can I tell you? Um, oh, one of the most important things that we learn in spiritual direction school is how to listen. And I always ask people who say to me, well, I've gone to spiritual direction and I didn't like it. And so I will often ask them, well, who did most of the talking, you or the spiritual director? And if the spiritual director is doing most of the talking, that's not really the best situation. Because it's your time to talk about what's going on in your life. That's powerful. That is, I mean, let's, let's just 
pause, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, Deanna, I mean, to learn how to listen. And I imagine by you learning how to listen, this has been impactful in other relationships in your life as well, right? I mean, has this, have you seen the fruit of you being a spiritual director or the work you've done? You know, is that must be so rewarding. It, it has impacted my personal life far more than I thought or realized it would. You know, which is often the case. Like, here I am thinking I'm going to go to school and I'm going to become a spiritual director so I can help other people, which is a beautiful thing, don't get me wrong. Not really realizing that it was going to change me, which is always how God works, isn't it? Right. We, we, we think we're doing it like out of obedience, out of a prompting of the Holy Spirit. And yes, that's true, but not really realizing that he never does just that one thing you think. He does so much more, which is such a beautiful thing that we can always be surprised by what God does in our life. Well, but you noticed, uh, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. You finish. <laughs> no, like with my husband, with my children, with our families. Um, I have learned to just not voice my opinion as much, not give my advice unless I'm asked, um, and really let people talk. Because in the world we live in today, very few people give people a time and space to talk. Amen. Amen to that. Well, you are listening to Inspired by Faith, the program of the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference. I'm Michelle Fanley, and I'm in the studio with Emily Jaminette today, and we're talking with Deanna Bartolini about spiritual direction. So, Deanna, someone's listening to the show, and they're saying, well, maybe I need this in my life. So how do you even find a spiritual director? So, in the <laughs> best case scenario, you can go to your parish priest and say, Father, I am really looking for someone to help me grow in my spiritual life. Do you know anyone? And he would say, of course, we have all of these people in our diocese, and you can go take a look at their names and so forth. It doesn't always work that way. So, But that is definitely start with your, your pastor and ask him um, if he knows if there are spiritual directors in the parish or in the diocese. You can check with your diocese. If you have a retreat house run by uh, priests or brothers or sisters, they often will be uh, able to give spiritual direction. So that's another avenue. Ask a friend. There's also now living in this world of technology as we do, um, there is a, a website called seekdirection.app, which is uh, uh, Dan Burke, who also founded the Avila Institute, which they have a school of spiritual direction. They have a website that you can go to and you can put in your criteria of the type of person you're looking for, and they will match you with a person um, on the website. And if you only want in person, that you can actually like check that as your, you know, an option that you want. I will say that I direct only one person in in person, so face to face in my town. Um, the rest of the people that I do spiritual direction with are virtual, usually over over Zoom, um, which is interesting and not at all what I thought would happen. But again, I gave myself over to this wholeheartedly, and this is what God has done, and so I'm not arguing with him, which is a change for me. <laughs> wow. You know, Deanna, I'm picturing you on an airplane, 
and someone says, now, what do you do? <laughs> and you're like, I'm a spiritual director. Have you had that moment yet where someone has asked you in the secular world and you've been able to, um, you know, apply some of these, these beautiful practices and, and, and lead them closer to Christ? Honestly, I think it's only happened to me once that someone asked me um, outside of like Catholic people. I live in a pretty little Catholic bubble. It's a very small Catholic bubble. Um, so, yeah, I think it was the other day, actually. I was out, oddly enough, looking uh, at an assisted living facility. And we're in the elevator. You're like, you're trying to make small talk, right? And so the gentleman says to me, oh, so um, what, what do you do for a living? And so I told him, he said, oh, oh, so you like talk to people about God? And I was like, yes, um, that's one of the things I do. And uh, then... And then it was interesting because he actually knew some of my, some of the parishioners in the parish where I am. And so then the conversation turned, but yeah, I haven't had that happen on an airplane. I know it's coming. I know it's coming. I can, <laughs> and I, I want you to tell us all about it because <laughs> it's just amazing that you get that opportunity to, to, to direct people, to lead them closer to Christ. And maybe, you know, as, as we're really focusing on, you know, inspired by faith, you know, what the faith has done, how it's led us, you know, maybe some of the fruits you've seen in those who have sought spiritual direction, you know, maybe a few examples of, you know, maybe if it's overcoming vice or if it's, like you said, just um, accompanying the, the long-term journey, but it would be so nice to just get a little, a little insight to that. So I, I can tell you one most of the time, what happens, I will tell you one specific story, but in general, I will say that when people spend time in spiritual direction, and so part of that is having a different, for many people, a very different prayer life than they've had in the past, very much rooted in Scripture. And so they start to say things like, I'm not yelling at my kids as much, or I'm nicer to my husband." Or the whole family's going to confession. I never would have done that before, right? And I certainly don't sit around giving them a list of, we need to get the whole family to confession and stop nagging or yelling at your kids or husband. I don't do that, right? So, but I see that fruit because, and it's not fruit from being with me, it's fruit from being in the Word. Because you can't be in the Word and not have it act on you. The Word of God does not return void. We, we know that. But one particular story that a woman told me, she was going to help her cousin. So she was taking a plane ride to the middle part of the country from where she lived. She was going to take a plane ride and help her cousin who was having a baby because his mom had recently been diagnosed with Alzheimer's. And so the, the parents were taking care of the mother. You know, so like the usual people who would help him were not able to help him and his wife with this new child. And so she decided she would go. She was very excited about it and very happy to do it. And her husband was happy she was going to do it. And he was fine with taking care of their kids while she went. And one day she, we were talking and she says, you know, a friend of mine was so surprised I was going. And I said to her, I said, well, why was she surprised? Because like, you seem like a very caring person. She said, that's just it. She said, I never would have done this six months ago. It's from being 
and praying with the scripture and realizing everything that God has given and done for me that makes me able to say, yeah, I'll go help you for a week. And if that wasn't her goal, right? That wasn't her goal of spiritual direction to go help her cousin. She didn't know all those events were going to transpire, that her aunt would get sick and they couldn't help the, the son. She didn't know any of that. But when she, that, she saw that need and was able to go, totally prompted by God. Those are the things that you see that make such a difference. And what I find interesting is that she did not even recognize it. It wasn't until her friend pointed it out to her that she realized it. Wow, that's an awesome story. I'm so glad you pulled that out, that concrete example of what happens when we grow closer to Christ, closer to the Word, our lives are transformed. Now, Deanna, how can our listeners connect with you? What are the best ways to learn more about your work and maybe even Zoom along with you in the future? (laughs) Um, So I have a website, as you mentioned in the bio. So it's livenotlukewarm.com. And there's a tab there for spiritual direction, which gives you information about that. And there's a form that you can contact me on the website as well. And if you sign up uh, on the website for my electronic, sorry, electronic newsletter, um, which I send out periodically, I'm not going to commit to how often I send it out, (laughs) but I send it out periodically. With that, when people sign up, I have a series, four ways to pray with Scripture, and just talk about four different ways you can pray with Scripture. Um, It's a video series with my husband. Uh, so he and I do it together. And yeah, so that's a great way to stay in touch with me. And I'm also on Instagram and uh, Facebook at Live Not Look Warm. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We've learned so much about spiritual direction. We've been inspired by you and your faith and all that you do. So may the Lord bless you and keep you. Thank you both so much. You both have been an inspiration to me, too, with your work and with your books as well. So thanks for having me. Have a wonderful week. Thank you. Talk soon. All right. Bye-bye. Well, we're going to close in just a brief prayer here. It's just uh, one prayer that I got off Deanna's website, which is from um, Padre Pio's spiritual director, Dom Diolindo, and it is a surrender prayer. So it is just, oh, Jesus, I surrender myself to you. You take care of everything. Amen. What a great prayer that is. Thank you for joining us for Inspired by Faith. We hope that you are blessed and inspired by this episode. To find out more about the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference, visit columbuscatholicwomen.com. And to hear about Michelle and I's work, please be sure to check out inspiredbyfaith.com.